This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's hour two of the GBAC Nation here live in Surprise. Our coverage presented by Sonic. Mm, good. Mm, good. Angels and Royals uh, in front of our, us uh, at Surprise Stadium. The Rangers on the road this afternoon. Jared Sandler will join you for a full report when the game goes final. Have a lot of good stuff on tap here for you this hour. A, f- a fast food roundup with Chia follows some really interesting stuff you're going to want to know. And then we'll go back into the clubhouse with the uh, Nosebleed Boys coming up at, uh, at 340. We'll take a listen to their uh, conversation with Brad Miller. And then uh, NFL News of the Day coming up at 4 o'clock. We're going to do Cowboys right here. And a few things that uh, we didn't exactly get to yesterday. As Mike McCarthy spoke, there were, turns out, 14 talking points. We got to about 12 of them. General at your service. There's Wolchuk and Chiafalo, Brian Broadus, Lucius Alexander back in the Pimp Cup. The birthday man himself, Carter Freeman's coordinating your video. And Ramon Cruz is uh, remote engineering here uh, live in Surprise, Arizona. Okay, uh, so much has been said this week. couple angles here. Mike McCarthy geeked to be calling plays. That's a, a, a big break, he said. I, I wake up at 3 in the morning every night thinking about plays. He was asked if it's like riding a bike. He said, we'll find out. So I'm back. You know, most people sing in the shower. I'm calling the final drive of the Super Bowl again, driving in my car. I'm thinking of plays. <laughs> So, you know, this is, you know, that feeling when you get a new passion and it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know how interesting this was. And now as soon as you wake up, you're excited. Like as a kid, it's a new video game. Maybe as an adult, it's a new idea for a business. And, you know, I think when you get that kind of passion, there's a lot of potential to be a lot better. There's also potential to drive it off the road. But with his experience, you know, I I think – a more excited, more engaged Mike McCarthy is probably going to be a, a good thing for this team. Yeah. You know, that's at least that's my my read and my hope on it, Chief. How about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that type of positive energy will just kind of be a little bit contagious amongst uh, amongst all these guys and can be a little bit reinvigorating when your head man has a smile on his face and the he's excited about the job and he's got some creative juices flowing in the brain. I think that's an amazing thing. And, yeah. and it, it hopefully will pay off. Uh, as you said, he could be driving this thing into the road. But just the idea of of him being excited and having those creative juices flowing. I mean, that's how that's how I feel about the job that we do here. I, I mean, I can totally relate to just in random times where maybe you should be disconnecting from work and you're brainstorming other ideas to do things, and sometimes they're not good ideas and sometimes they are, but I think that energy is good, and then it's infectious through throughout the entire locker room or coaching office or whatever it is. Yeah, and I'd say if the job's not energizing you like that, maybe look for another one. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mike hasn't seemed super engaged for the three years. That's That's been one of my complaints. There's no doubt about it, Woolchuck. 
if the team doesn't go well now, especially on offense, he's going to be the guy. Yep. He, he's going to be the guy with his fingerprints all over it. No doubt, and, and that's why I'm, I'm all in on this. There's no escaping it, right? There's no one else left to blame outside of maybe the quarterback. And that's also why when we talk about the contract extension, it makes sense to want to open up cap space. But you do that, now you're also putting yourself in more of a bind if you go into this year and you say, okay, things didn't go well, and you're looking at making a coaching change and or is this the quarterback? Well, now what are you going to do with the quarterback position? So if you stay put and you say, all right, we now have a season where Mike McCarthy is our play caller. What can you do, coach? Can you coach? Okay. And Dak Prescott, what, okay, what do you do under Mike McCarthy? If you just stand pat and you don't do anything with your, the contract, you now allow yourself ultimate flexibility. It either works, you go ahead and you hit gold, or it doesn't, and now you can go ahead and reconstruct and rebuild. Yeah, yeah, that, it, that, it will lead exactly to that if this doesn't work out with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott doesn't play well. I think you'll be in such cap hell that the rebuild will be coming for you it won't be a choice you you will be in a position to draft a new quarterback and rebuild the roster i'll be fascinated though if mike mccarthy suggests that they should pick a quarterback early in this draft and yeah. not just you know try and mine gold in rounds four five and six something like that he wants but, a life raft in form yeah, of a player exactly like if if he legitimately believes that him calling plays and he's thinking like i could help this guy right but if it doesn't work yeah. and he can go and maybe get a guy i how early they pick a quarterback here will tell you exactly what Mike McCarthy thinks about Dak Prescott, in my opinion. It'll be very interesting if, if they make a big move this year. I could definitely see it in, in 2024 for a quarterback higher in the draft. But I, I see going to a more West Coast passing game with two roads. It can go well because, you know, you're throwing shorter routes to guys on the move. But how sure are you guys over here that Dak – can hit those short timing routes to guys that the exact spot they need in front of them to turn up field and get that yak that's so necessary out of the West Coast offense. I'm not, and I, I want to be. I, yeah. I want to be. I, I want Dak to be the guy more than anything. I, I want Dak to lead this team to playoff success in the Super Bowl. I, I love Dak Prescott. He's everything you want as a leader with the intangibles off the field, everything Stephen Jones said at the Combine in terms of his work ethic, the attributes that you want as the face of the franchise, for is. The problem is his play on the field is wildly inaccurate. For those that say he can't hit a moving target, he can't lead a receiver, that's false because he can. He's done it. The problem is there's plenty of times he also doesn't do it. So I can't say that I'm hopeful and optimistic because sometimes I think he will do it. I think sometimes he's going to have great games and it'll work. Yeah. The problem is the next week, I, I don't know that it's going to work and he's going to have a good game. Yeah, there's nothing you can bank going into every game. And that's, that's tough. That maybe there'll be a turnover too. Why why not try this style earlier in Dak's career, I think, is another interesting question. Like, did those three coaches that have been calling plays in Dak's career know he's incapable of doing that? Or did they just keep going with what was working well, statistically? Why didn't they? Why didn't Mike McCarthy step up earlier and, and make a change at offensive coordinator? Why did he allow, you know, why does he now allow three, four years of this and, uh, and, and instead of stepping in and saying, hey, he obviously didn't really like what Kellen Moore was doing. What kept him from stepping up earlier and, do, and doing something about this? 
Uh, I, 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 that's a good question. I wonder. I wonder if he didn't feel like well, to Gavin's he had point, the autonomy. Like th- this oh, he's is the, the head Jones's coach. guy. He's the head coach. Yeah, but Jerry, Jerry wants Kellen to succeed. He, he might. He, it it might have been a requirement of the job to keep Kellen for a while, and it took. It took him three years to convince Jerry to try something else. Yeah, because in, in the first, I can't in the first, imagine that. In the first year, you have no one's getting fired because Dak got hurt, and you chalk it up to that. Okay, the second year, you have for the most part a solid regular season, passing the ball, and then things went haywire. You make the playoffs, and it's botched. You could have fired him then for sure. I think many of us wanted him. We all wanted it to happen, and it didn't. Uh, and then this year was the final straw, where it's like, okay, your your offense is your problem in the playoffs, and we can't continue to have that. So. But I, I think it's a fair question. I don't know if it's McCarthy being like, hey, I'm trying to ease my way in here and I don't want all this responsibility yet, and now he's just fed up enough, or he didn't feel like he had the autonomy because the Joneses really were akin to, to Kellen Moore. Everybody's saying this was definitely his idea this time around, though, right, Brian? This was. I, I mean, like, like I said, to yeah, to me, to the problem, like I say, I feel like, though, this is Mike McCarthy seeing Kellen Moore and saying, listen, I can move on from him and bring in Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah. That's what this is all about to me. Okay, this is one of those things I always talk about, the swaps. You let me bring in Schottenheimer, I'll get rid of Joe Philbin. Yeah, you okay? talked about that trade. Yeah. Yeah. I, think there's, I think there's a lot of that going on with this, with, this, with this football team. Well, the one thing that I am optimistic about is the one you know, true calling card that Schottenheimer's had in his offenses, and even with Mike Solari in Seattle, they ran the football well. And, you know, Mike McCarthy does have a good passing attack. So if those things can marry, mm. that can put together quite a fun Statistically, offense. this was one of the better offenses in the league. Am I right about that? Yes, but when they needed it most, this offense didn't perform. Yeah, they couldn't execute against the better playoff teams. Well, then why didn't Mike McCarthy step in and try and fix it then when they were in playoff games? It's a million-dollar question, isn't it? I think there was probably a lot of tension there. I think he probably was, and Kellen Moore, you know, is saying, "This is our system. This is what we're running." Or it's too late to switch it to that extent mid-season, and now Mike McCarthy's going to take a big swing. I just don't know if he knows this is going to fix Mike, or if he and the front office are like, or, or Dak, or if he's saying, "Hey." let's see if this makes Dak a better player and and maybe it won't and then we'll have you know another piece of data to to make our long-term plans based off of okay McCarthy added here in in uh I'm reading this from Ashoda's recap on the athletic of new so far from the combine McCarthy added one of his main goals will be reducing the number of hits on Prescott the plan is to improve the efficiency of the run game and get the ball out quicker and have better protection up front so how do you get better protection up front? Do the Smith guys on the left give you more confidence than Tyler plus Connor McGovern? Like, how much better do you think that is, Brian, if you give them a full offseason to, to work I think you need Smiths? to move on from Ty- uh, Tyron Smith myself. I was kind of planning on Zeke and Tyron no longer being here. You know, and there's people – Bobby Belt will talk about this. We did this in the Love of the Star. Bobby thinks that Tyron Smith's a progress stopper now for, for Tyler Smith. Is that? Can you make any argument though that it would be better than Tyler Smith plus Connor McGovern as your left side? You know what? I I can't because I thought that playing uh, playing Tyron Smith at right tackle was going to be better than playing Terrence Steele, and it wasn't. I don't have much confidence either. I, I'm kind of hoping they restructure Tyron and still find another young offensive lineman. Like if if you're Mike and you're like, we want better protection. That's how you do it using Tyron as a swing that could could back somebody up or you know be there if the rookie doesn't play well at all. 
Yeah, yeah. If you're keeping Tyron Smith, which I, I would, I'd prefer for them to just move on. But if they're not going to do that, I, I would, I would like the idea of a restructure. He's not counting near as much against your cap, and so you're not wasting that much money this year if he's only going to play a small portion of the games. But he is still a nice security blanket uh, late in the season, like he was this past year. And so even yeah. if it was just that, if it's not a seventeen million dollar cap hit, then uh, it might prove to be worth it. But I'm with you. Young insurance as depth on that offensive line is very well needed because the injuries continue to pile up it's just a fact of the matter and they've drafted that right i mean they're going to need guys like matt will let's go ball you yeah. know to in, to continue to progress now Farniak. you know for yeah and, and, and a guy like farniak as well i mean that could that could be a guy that i mean for them maybe they were viewing him as that's your guy to, to go in and maybe be a starter at guard and replace a Connor mcgovern but maybe he is just a backup player i i do think it's time to move on from tyron and zeke and, you know, as a diehard Cowboy fan uh, myself and, and a lot of others driving around or twoloing or tubing or listening on the app, sometimes it, it's hard to move on from these guys because they've done so much for the organization. We've watched them play for damn near a decade. But you don't want to be the, the, the team that's holding on to these guys for too long. And it seems like if you are, that's what you're doing because I don't think the play anymore is dictating one the financial gain of as in terms of what you're paying these guys tyron yeah. smith isn't going to be available for you for what half the season i mean At he's pr- he's proven he, he just can't stay healthy yeah it's tough you know didn't even get through training camp last year again i yeah you look at the, how the how quickly the chiefs turned everything around on their offensive line big bold moves and i feel like the cowboys would have tried to hang on to most of those guys And i think it's disrespectful to say hey do you want to be a backup swing tackle hmm. i don't think that's the answer either yeah uh, well, maybe you want to let his contract expire because he did you such a solid with the way that he constructed that to begin with and let the contract end and for him to get uh, all the value out of it before he retires. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, Jerry lets the, the friend aspect, uh, the partnership aspect get in the way of that sort of uh, cold-blooded team building that uh, Jimmy Johnson was so good at when they were at the top. We were just evaluating Dak Prescott. Walchuk's mentioning who's listening and watching and twitching and tubing, and it uh, looks like Dutch, uh, Dutch Oven, hanging out in the twitch chat he is locally in the dfw throwing uh with uh nfl combine receivers he's playing the the quarterback right now he sent us some videos and i'm curious if if Broadus would draft the lefty himself dutch oven i'll tell you what he's got a very compact throwing motion you know and he, he does a great job of pointing the toe and then following through there and holding that but you could tell you know, baseball pitcher. And, Dutch, we want you here with us, you know. We sure do. We miss you, buddy. We do. But the, the thing about it is his lower body is really stiff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much knee bend. You know, you figure like you get a little bounce to your – All right, Jerry. He's, yeah. he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of donk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he like, is. That yeah. wagon yeah, yeah, is he, probably he, difficult. He, absolutely. Athletic base. I don't yeah. even know what a comp would be for a quarterback with a donk like – what Dutch the has. power bottom like he's packing a dump truck unlike anything you've really seen really yeah, center. very very stiff very stiff you know the way that he the throwing motion and stuff like that but when he, when he gets when he gets the arm through and all that the ball is I mean he threw some really some nice pretty slants that I was watching on those beautiful clips. spiral on that yeah. thing good sure spin. does yeah sure does. multi-sport athlete there that Dutch oven all righty we're live in surprise Arizona our coverage brought to you by Sonic mm, good mm. okay uh Look at this. Coming up next, fast food, Chiafalo? Yes, sir. We got a lot of good stuff to get into. Uh, and it turns out we can thank Belichick for the NFL's new goat. And what's the longest stretch you've ever gone in your life without eating fast food? That's next. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a great day. Yeah, interesting stuff developing at the uh, Combine for the Cowboys. Michael Gelkin with a story up talking about how peace, people familiar with the club are thinking the team has ambition to get another uh, big-time skill player on the team. So that there's some excitement in there. We'll discuss it a little bit later on here. Segment right here is brought to you by Soda, that's state-of-the-art, and the Frankels. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Franklin Frankel. The consultation is always free. Visit them at truckwreck.com. Here is uh, Chia Fala with your fast food roundup. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. 877-881-1053. What's the longest you've ever gone without eating fast food? Shout out to the best in the business, Sonic. Mm. Good. Good. Uh, before we get there, I got a lot of fast food things to uh, to get into. But first, we have some sound. Pat Mahomes was on the Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey Brothers podcast. And listen to him share the story of facing the Patriots and Bill Belichick the first time and how that changed the course of his goaded career forever. I'm really good with once I see something, I'm pretty good at knowing what it is when I see it again. There's been blitzes I've seen I hadn't seen since like my second or third year that I see like again this year and I'm like, I know we haven't prepared for it this week, but I know we need to do this. To, yeah. And I call it my little like cabinet, my filing cabinet. I've seen so many different defenses now that I can kind of pull from there. I played the Patriots in New England my first year and they were doing like this weird we call it like the forty up front where they have like they don't really have a true nose guard. They kinda of have double splits, they have linebackers kinda of playing D line and some of that stuff. And I remember being back there like I have no idea what to do <laughs> to get these five guys blocked, and Damn ever, it, Bill. And, and then ever since then, I mean, thanks, Coach Belichick. Because ever since then, dude, the blitz protection plan isn't perfect, and I don't feel perfect going into the game with it. I don't feel prepared. Okay, so thank you, Bill Belichick. You threw uh, the book defensively at Pat Mahomes, and he didn't know what to do. I mean, imagine being a quarterback. That is crazy. I mean, the the mental aspect of the football game. And it's just a small part of it. But setting the protection on a play-to-play basis, man, (laughs) like just something that small. And Belichick's like, yeah, I'm not even going to let you do that. That would be an uncomfortable feeling, man. Can you you fathom? It's like, oh, no, I don't even know if I'm going to be protected on this play because I don't know where these guys are coming from. Yeah, I think you're in a situation when you play Belichick. And I've, I've talked to Mike Lombardi about this for a long time. Mike was with the Patriots and been with Bill Belichick for a long time. Bill's going to come up almost like series to series with different fronts or a different look. And then might be in the second half, he might completely come up with a a whole different game plan. So anything that you're really trying to prepare on, prepare for, or get a grasp of what he's doing, he's just not going to allow it. 
I just don't know how these guys, I, I guess it's the experience and the sixth sense of knowing, you know, what they're getting to and that they're not setting you up. You know, because why, if you're Belichick, why don't you show him a few, a few times a look and then, you know, as soon as the ball is snapped, making adjustments. But the greats can, you know, have a sixth sense before the snap and then, you know, manage all the variables afterwards as well. And I, I think that's kind of what separates the greats. And, and it's so hard. I mean, uh, that's why quarterback evaluation is so difficult. It's yeah, hard yeah. to really know who who's built that way, who's got that. I can see you do all these things, but I don't know what's going on upstairs. I don't know how comfortable you are here and how quick you are at adapting and being able to remember seeing something from three seasons ago and now in real time saying, oh, I remember that, the filing cabinet that he's talking about right there. I mean, that is just special, special stuff. And we we marvel at Mahomes for all his on-the-field athletic traits and the way he throws and the cannon arm and all that stuff uh, in the backyard football. But the the football IQ up there is right in line with a Brady, a Manning, a Rodgers. I think a lot of it has to do with maybe with Mahomes – background at tech people trying to figure out ways to stop him from moving the football then you know you could go back and tech did some some totally unique things so there's it's not like he's ever every time he's lined up he sees a different defense because people throw junk defense at him all his life yeah because he just never it's a hard even with tech that wide open spread the way they used to play the air raid stuff you don't play conventional defenses against that stuff. It's also it goes back to that S two cognitive test, yes. right? That we mm-hmm. talked about, and he scored very highly in that. And going through that draft process, you know, it's always tough to know. Yes, we can see how you throw the football, your mechanics, that type of stuff. We can put you, you know, on the board and see, hey, how where would you go with the football here? But mentally, how do you process process that information? And that is a good way to kind of dictate how these guys are going to be able to do and translate to the NFL. That's sports IQ. That's measurable sports IQ. I, I definitely believe in that test. 100%. Me too. 877-881-1053, the longest stretch you've gone in your life without consuming fast food. Live from Surprise, Arizona. Coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. Now, Little Wayne, the rapper, is claiming it's been 20 years, over 20 years since he's consumed fast food. 20 years? 20 years seems it's like good a lot of lean homie's been doing. It, it Come seems, on. Well, well, that's probably the decision he made. He's like, I'm consuming a lot of things that it's are either bad or. for me. So maybe the fast food won't be one. And he's got the means and the, and the personal chefs, I imagine, to get by. But I wonder what's years, worse for you. 20 years for anybody probably seems like a hell lean. of a run to go without it fast does. food. It does. It's you more know, fun, though. Now, I, I can't imagine mine is much more than a couple of weeks if we're considering the salads, you know? Because the salads are, are, to me, really good and fresh at some of these spots. And, like, Chick-fil-A is still considered fast food if you get a salad, right? So I think for me it, it, it has to be a, 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 maybe a couple of weeks. Um, and then if, if, you would, if you would say you get a pass on the salads, maybe a couple of months at most. Yeah, I'd probably go with uh, anywhere from four to six months. And it's probably the, la- the last four soda. to six months. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the way that I, I broke it would probably be, like, the protein style at In-N-Out. Yeah. In a pinch kind of thing. Oh, we'll get to in and out here in a second. We got some burger news. But, uh, yeah, I, I think for me it's probably maybe maybe a month at most. Maybe a month at most. Maybe, yeah, I would say probably max four weeks, I would think, like in between. Yeah. Even if it's just something simple like going to get a blizzard. I bet Lucius goes way back. Yeah, Lucius, wh- wh- where are yo, you at yo, on this? Yo, 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 yo. Uh, let's see. Uh, eight to ten months via the Navy deployment. To oh, the yeah. Mediterranean? Yeah. Yeah, so that wasn't my decision. 
But I did a nine to like well, no six to nine weeks on my own, just to, you know clear my body out and stay away from all that stuff. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. It, I, I, it's so convenient, especially if you have kids as well, to make any sort of a long term run at it. But I, I don't know if I'll ever challenge Little Wayne, but I, I think I could, you know, I, I could go without it for a while. Me too. Especially if you get on, on one of these food kicks as you, you know, you get older and they start talking to you about all your different levels and all that, you can get pretty motivated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no question. What about you over there, Broadus? Yeah, I think to me it's one of those things where the older you get, the more you realize you can't you just can't stomach it. You know, you can't it's it's never it's gonna just sit on you and stuff like that. So I, I've tried I mean, I really I, I would I would only go to a fast food place out of just desperation. Mm. I really, really would. I mean it's like you know, I was on a fishing trip or something like that, and you know, one of these little bitty towns and you're like you're hungry and all and you're sitting there going, Okay, I gotta stop here and, and pick something up or, yeah. or i'm gonna pass out kind of a thing so i i'm i think the older you get the more you realize you just can't you can't do it not good for the body and just i will say good, when, yeah. when you get away from it man you do notice a difference yeah. yeah oh yeah you feel way better uh 254 says six months without eating fast food stationed in desert storm we're seeing a lot of that uh much like lucius their ranger school in the 817 military 52 days no fast food 214 so far it's been seven years without fast food holy cow uh, it looks like they've turned vegetarian on us that way uh let's see we have 616 eight to ten months while deployed you don't miss it unless you see it all the time yeah that's oh, the yeah. other thing like i got a whataburger yeah. i can see the glow of the orange w what do you expect me to just avoid that for months on end sure. no way we drafted a kid in green bay named bob kaberski that was at the school at the naval academy and being on base, when the first visit he had huh. with us, you know, he's in his full dress whites. I mean, just immaculately dressed. And he gets in the car and he looks at me and he goes, can we please stop at a taco place or something like that? And I'm like, well, sure, are you hungry? He goes, yeah, we just don't get the opportunity to eat food like that. So, like, it was, a, it was one of those trips where it seemed like every hour, hour and a half. He's crushing something. We were stopping off at some fast food place for him to get his fix. Pizza. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Big for him. Yeah. That gordita. is fantastic. Yeah, the gordita. Holy mm. smokes, man. That's incredible. You're not going to find one of those at West Point. No, you are not. Uh, now, you might find some special things popping off at KFC these days. Yes, up. you might, as KFC is bringing back one of its favorites. Now, you might remember this. It initially teased as an April Fool's Day joke. But it actually ended up getting a lot of interest, and it became a real thing. It is the Double Down. The KFC Double Down, which features cheese, bacon, and sauce tucked between two pieces of fried chicken used as a bun. Oh, I remember this one. Is coming back. The the chicken is the bun, right? The chicken is the bun. It graced the menu at KFC until 2014. And uh, if you've spent close to a decade trying to fill the Double Down-sized hole in your heart, I've got some very good news for you. We're back. That bowl is that bowl sounds better than that. Well, the bowl is incredible. The, the bowl's good. The bowl is just in, it, and they've determined that as well because that's an item that never goes off. The never menu. goes away. That's yeah. a staple. So the double that looks down soda friendly, if you ask me, uh, Wolchuk. Uh, well, the fried chicken's not soda friendly. Yeah, it's fried oh. chicken. Neither, yeah. is, neither fried is the chicken. cheese. It's there, a protein. Actually, there's nothing about this that's soda friendly. <laughs> I will not be eating <laughs> there's this. There's not a single bite in there. That we got a KFC right by the hotel. I think you need to try one. We do. I'm not going to do this. Come on. 
will. This is not going to be I good. Uh, but, Eric, you absolutely can't. I just ate a ball. I had a helmet full of nachos you just did. a minute ago. It was you a did. bit. I know. know. I'll do anything for the show, but I got I to gotta keep Ooh. this body looking. Bobby Witt Jr. is just tearing he it up. He can run, by the way. DFW zone, Colleyville zone, Bobby Witt Jr. is Guy just crushing it in front of us for the Royals in spring training. Uh, the Double Downs returning on March the 6th. You can get it for four weeks. It'll be okay. back for a limited time. All right. Uh, you have four weeks to crush as many of those as possible. And I want to know how many Tolos have actually tried this and is it good? 877-881-1053. I tried it. It was good. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I have not tried it, but I worked at KFC for four to six weeks uh, back in the day at about 1992, 1993. And uh, <laughs> they were auditioning for the first time the popcorn chicken. Oh, and I love oh. it. Oh, I did. I couldn't keep did my hands off that Did you just stand back chicken. there in the back and make your own kind of thing? They ran out. They didn't trust me to, to cook all. anything. I was just washing dishes for the uh, for the oh. entire time. But uh, I would go by, you know, and ask my buddy Brent if I could have some more popcorn chicken. Four it did to, disappoint. Four to six weeks, man. I yeah. can't believe you gave that up. <laughs> it was tough. All right. Uh, a new study <laughs> has revealed that Whataburger has, quote, unquote, oxymoron of the week, healthiest fast food cheeseburger uh, of any major chain in the United States. <laughs> States. Uh, they measured the fat, the sodium, the sugar, the caloric uh, content of cheeseburgers from 15 large fast food chains, and it looks like ours is the healthiest. How about that? It's very rare that the healthiest is also the tastiest. Uh, but that's it what is. Whataburger provides, man. Because they're using the oh, best God. ingredients, right? And they're actually probably using good oil, as we talked about yesterday. Honestly, they're probably not. Hoyle. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay. You say oil? Uh, yeah, Hoyle. Uh, Whataburger with it's, cheese. It's the Jewish oil. Overall yeah. health score of an 8.4, thanks in large part to Ooh. relatively low amount of fat and low uh, calorie count. Famous Burger just narrowly beat out In-N-Out's cheeseburger, which came in second with a final score of 8.2 overall. And the single most uh, unhealthy cheeseburger you could get at your uh, fast food chain, Burger King. See, this is surprising to me. Burger King, the most unhealthy and the, the least tasty. Oh, what? It's a terrible uh, burger. See, wow. bro, it's a bad burger. Yeah, I disagree with that. Burger King I, I is like a bad the, burger. No, see, I disagree. I like the flame grill. I, I, I like the in business. I like the I, I think if you went patty for patty, just the patty, you did a blind taste test, that Whopper patty would win it. Man, we should do blind taste test style. I like yep. that idea. Yeah, I think you're going to be shocked at how high you actually think the Burger King patty is. All right, well, we, shall, uh, we shall see. And then I do want to congratulate the gentleman in Texas who has now broken the record his uh, over a thousand days consecutively visiting a Chick-fil-A and consuming their food. And he, he, he's a Texas man. He's been on a mission. And if it wasn't for Walchuk's last year of soda, Walchuk was right there neck and neck with him. I've this guy's that. pulled away I've over the last him. 12 months or so. But congratulations to James Stinson, who is extremely loyal to Chick-fil-A. A thousand consecutive days, minus the Sundays, minus the Sundays. I know Broadus, no Sundays, but every day they're open a thousand days straight. There are, there are employees. There are employees that eat more than a thousand. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. That, this, this is just. This is a very bogus kind of a, a okay a so no credit to the record hey, holder no. okay all there, right there are employees that right. eat a thousand i get you i guarantee you eat a thousand nope. meals i stand okay, by it so you think employees on their day off are going to chick-fil-a to get their food you think they're that committed they get like off james sunday. stinson they is? get off sunday uh, Eric, they no. get off sunday i know for a fact they are all right wow. thanks well chuck wow that Ooh, is a sign of quality you know there for a fact you said a fact <laughs> oh wow there's been quite a commotion at the ballpark i don't know if you heard it but uh there, there's a lot of offense going on. Royal hits a home run into his own bullpen. Perez. The damn bullpen catcher makes a diving snag. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? The fans were loving it. He waved them and showed them the ball. I think you might see it on SportsCenter. It happened just three minutes after the right fielder made a blooper reel worthy play. 
like from uh, you know the old Saturday afternoon blooper reels that you'd see back I in also, the day. I love the Royals This jerseys. week in baseball. These yeah. baby blues they're wearing are pretty gorgeous. Yeah, those are good-looking uniforms. It is the G-Bag Nation live in Surprise coming up next. We'll get you some uh, content right out of the Rangers clubhouse. As you'll hear, Woolchuck and Chia follows conversation with Brad Miller next on The Fan. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation live at spring training here in Surprise, Arizona. Woolchuck and Chiafalo have some more baseball audio gold for your listening pleasure. Here they are, Woolchuck, Chiafalo. Thank you very much, General. We have a new contender before we get into our visit with Brad Miller for the fastest K so far in this baseball season. We had uh, Max Scherzer of the Mets. It was 27 seconds. 27 seconds, Mad Max. And today we have somebody that has surpassed it. It is Yankees relief pitcher, Wandy Peralta. No way. Who has struck out a hitter in 20 seconds mm. as the Yankees are taking on the Pirates in spring training baseball, and we have the audio to prove it. You're this lying. is how it sounded. Oh, a little quick pitch right there. Mm. <laughs> well, quick Peralta, pitch for the clock. How he, about that? He got the 16 <laughs> seconds there, or he's got the thir- 12 seconds there, I think. And now Tukapita's down two strikes within eight seconds. <laughs> Wow. Got him. No way. Don't need no pitch clock. <laughs> That's outstanding. No pitch bro. clock for me. 20 seconds for Wandy Peralta, courtesy of AT&T Sportsnet there, as he is now the new leader for the fastest K in spring training. Man, that is awesome. That is it. That is a great challenge because it wasn't even like he barely beat him. Like like whenever I beat Broadus' 69-second Big Mac takedown, I only did it three seconds shy. I did 66 seconds. Like, yeah, I'm still number one, and I, and I, I crap on Broadus all the time for it. But uh, but it wasn't like I blew him out of the water and was like sub-60 seconds or something. This dude said, okay, Mad Max, you're going 27. Watch me hit 20, and I bet he could have done it in 18. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. He could have easily done that in 18. Crushed it. I, I, now, now that we've made this huge jump from 27 to 20, it's getting all this attention. You're going to see maybe someone get 19, 18 seconds here, and then we're going to get into the fractions of a second that yep. are going to determine this. Get them decimals going. All right, uh, Brad Miller, who uh, is a good buddy of ours now, and he's going into year number two with the Texas Rangers. It is not the basketball player, Brad Miller. It is indeed Rangers outfielder. Brad Miller, who had a dong ball yesterday yeah, he in the game it. that we got to watch, and we caught up with him in the clubhouse. All right, we're hanging out uh, with the legend himself, Brad Miller. Uh, Brad, how are you on this thirsty Thursday morning? Legendary. You are. You Very are absolutely good. legendary. You're one of the few that I see have a PS5. What's the story with this? Um, it actually was a gift um, for... Um, for us for donating to the Rangers Foundation. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, so they, uh, I didn't, I mean, kind of caught me off guard. Um, but, yeah, they gave us a little care package just saying thanks for, um, you know, giving back. So what happens with this when you get an item that it seems like attracts attention from everybody else in the clubhouse? <laughs> Do you have to, like, hide this so others don't take it? Or is that a violation? Because we've learned a lot about violations in the clubhouse this week. Um, if they took it, would that be a violation? Sure. Yes, that would be a violation. Um, 
but what I'll probably do is just like drive up the price and like sell it to Brock Burke or something. <laughs> He's a guy you can take advantage no of, question. perhaps. No question. So, whenever I sat on the couch the other day, um, did you immediately think of a player throughout time that you've played with that, if they saw me on that couch, would have potentially like grabbed me and Uncle filled me out of the clubhouse? Sure. Yeah, a lot of players uh, that come to mind um, from my formative years with the Mariners. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, you got those salty old guys that were literally 40 years. I played with like five, four 40-year-olds, I think, at some point in Seattle, which was awesome. But, uh, yeah, there was just like there was no relaxing. Like we got pitchers sitting here on the on the couch. They look comfy, and that would not fly because do not be comfortable in the clubhouse. Oh, these pitchers, <laughs> man, they just don't get it. What is the uh, biggest violation you've ever seen a teammate commit in the clubhouse? Mm, that is a good question. There's a couple that happen commonly, like no, like it's just kind of a general rule, like you don't talk on the phone in the clubhouse. Oh crap! No, but like you know what I mean. Like yeah. as a player, like you're not making a call. Okay. Like sitting at your locker, like Fair on enough. the Fair phone. Yeah. So like I see, like some young guys will do that because they truly they just don't think about it. They don't know. It's like they get a call. Oh yeah, like like you step outside. Um, man, besides that. I think the biggest violation, I think you just got to keep your locker nice and tidy. You know, these our clubhouse managers work their, their butts off. So it's like, hey, don't be a slob and, you know, just leave for the day. So that's a pretty common violation, too, that um, or guys like uh, on the road, not wearing uh, guys wearing shorts on the road. That's always really funny. It's happened like twice. Like that is I mean, I would think it would be common sense that you have to, you can't wear shorts to a major league game on the road. But, yeah, one guy did it in Tampa, and then we call him shorts from then on. There it is. That's what we call Jared uh, Sandler for a different reason, though. Yes. Uh, Now, what is – who is somebody that is a great trash talker on this Rangers team? DeGrom seems like he can give it – dish it out a little bit in, like, a fun way. Um, Who else is a good trash talker? Um, Mitch Garver, maybe? Mitch Mitch is funny as hell. Um, yeah, Mitch is funny, so he's always got a good little banter. You got to be careful with the funny guys, man. They're ready; they can steal your girl in a you second. Absolutely do. I've seen you rake uh, plenty of times during your time in the big leagues. Is it true that chicks dig the dong ball? <laughs> the dong ball. <laughs> I mean, I dig the long ball or the dong ball, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's the dong ball. Yeah, I I definitely dig some yabos for sure. Um, on the record, I, I love home runs for sure. Okay, that's a hot take right there. Brad Miller giving us all the heat. Yes. Uh, do you feel like the, the size is going to matter when it comes to the bases? Um, you know, we had one guy didn't even realize that the bases were different. So I would say no. Like, we're very simple creatures as baseball players. We're not very intelligent. Um, but literally, he's like, <laughs> we're having all these meetings. And he's like, wait, the bases are different? <laughs> Um, so, no, I don't think it's going to matter. Um, who, who would be the least intelligent person on the team? Um, the least intelligent person on the team? Um, probably a pitcher. You know, they just kind of <laughs> grab the ball and throw it and have no clue where it's going and strike everybody out. 
Ooh, okay, this, so this is a, a conversation we had on our, our show. If you had to have a sauce for every one of your fingers, and you can check out my sausage fingers here. I call these okay. the Andouilles. What sauce would you pick for each one? Kind of like the Thanos Affinity Stones. Okay, like actual sauces? Yeah, sauces. Or... You can pick like uh, like Wendy's honey mustard, okay, okay, for gotcha, instance, gotcha, gotcha. or cane sauce. Yeah, or so I'm a, not a sauce guy. Oh, I'm okay, a ketchup guy, oh, team okay. ketchup. Okay. So it be would one. be like four ketchups. Oh, okay. Oh, and a spicy ketchup too. What a burger, um, or what are we going? So with? I, I've, I was introduced to that this year, and I'm a big fan. Um, so that's definitely one. Um, yeah, spicy. Well, I'll go what a burger, ketchup. You know, pandering to the audience back home. Um, and then yeah, like three other random ketchups, and then like a like a um, like a dark. Uh, Barbecue sauce. Okay. You know what I mean? Not like a Carolina, but like a St. Louis style, like barbecue sauce. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you going to put the barbecue sauce at your pinky, maybe? Yeah, or? that's the smallest one, exactly. And then the four ketchups. Are you it's like a suck your fingers kind of guy after you eat the barbecue? Like, you have some ribs, you're going to, like, suck the fingers? Yeah. Yeah, after I eat ribs, for sure. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Now, when you're faced with the unfortunate moment of being in public and having to go number two, okay, will you go cheek to seat in that public bathroom? Will you put the toilet paper down as a buffer? Or will um, you will you do the hover technique? You got some good quads. Really a public pooper. Um, the the quad thing, I had a teammate that, that did that. That just seems a little crazy. Um, the hover technique? Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, the stamina needed, you know, and just... I don't know. Maybe you got some adrenaline because you're in public and whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not in on it. <laughs> it's it's not for Brad Miller. No, nope. uh, okay, now. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared's hovering. Uh, he's hovering badly. He knows what's coming. Uh, what would be your order from Sonic? Sonic, I'd do like a I don't know burger, some chicken tenders, um, milkshake. Keep it simple. How hairy is Josh Smith? Um, he has a lot of hair on his head. A lot of hair on his head. That's all I can confirm. Have you seen his hobbit toes? Um, not yet. No, I'm not a, I'm not a foot guy. You should, I'm not either, but you should take a look at those warlocks. That didn't I am. convincing, yeah. No, I'm really not. I think okay. they're freaking gross. We're starting to find a lot of commonalities between you two. You're anti-public pooping, and you're not feet guys. So I'll be the, uh, I'll be the oddball in this one. Perfect. All right, teammate, you'd most like to have your back in a bar fight. Oh, uh, Dolis? Yeah. It, can you think of anybody throughout your baseball time that looks more impressive with their shirt off than Adolis? Adolis is an absolute beast. Um, I'll go with Adolis. What's uh, a message that you would like to give to Jared Sandler? We've had several tell him to go f himself. Um, you know, as as rude and vulgar as possible. We just need to put him in his place because he thinks that he's I, the man. Well, I'm just going to tell him. I think Erling Holland is going to outscore the entire uh, Tottenham team this year. Oh, that's going to make Jared really upset. Yes, upset. Brad Miller, thank you, sir. Awesome. Hit him where it hurts. Another outstanding job by Wolchuk and Chiafal getting to know these Rangers guys, hitting them with all the tough questions. All the tough questions. My favorite part today, though, for sure, was when we were talking to Josh Smith and we had just thrown out the term rug muncher right as Evan Grant was walking up to get some baseball content, and he just pivoted and went right back to whatever the heck he was doing. He thinks we're actually asking Josh Smith something important. He's like, oh, never mind. Oh, these kids. I love it. Uh, It is the G-Bag Nation live in Surprise, Arizona. On 105 through the fan home of the Rangers. Our coverage brought to you by Sonic and Good. Okay, we have the NFL news of the day coming up, uh, Wolchuk. So we look forward to a lot going on at the Combine. And Wolchuk will get you all caught up to speed next year in the nation. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.